my goal was to drink one of those every morning, like before I have coffee, before anything, you know. It lasted like a day, and then I just don't do it anymore. Yeah, you're like, I strive to be. I was like, what str- what progress are you making? I, st- yeah. I strive to be a water drinker. You think about it, right? I do think about That's it a what lot. It is. Yeah, I mean, I think about playing for the fucking Rams, yeah. too, every <laughs> once in a while, but I don't actively pursue that. Yeah, yeah I think funny. about playing uh, basketball in the NBA, too. Yeah, right? Yeah, I'm 5'5", uh, five five, so that's never going to happen. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm Venture. This is Hannah. And we've got a great episode for you guys today. Go ahead and tell the listener your name and where you're from. Hi, guys. My name is Brennan Villarreal. Um, I'm from Long Beach, California. Uh, I've been living here my whole entire life. I've mm. never... I mean, I lived at some other places, but I've been here mostly. I uh, just love Long Beach. Yeah. Uh, never want to move out. Long Beach is great. We love Long Beach. I, I'm not from yeah. here, but I love Long Beach. Yeah, Long Beach is my shit. Yeah. Your shit. I've came across to you for your podcast, obviously, and I love the concept. I want you to kind of give a little background on where the idea of just like really honing in on like the food service industry, chefs, restaurant owners, things like that came to you. Is that your background or? Uh, yeah. So I'm actually a chef. Mm. I've been cooking for 12 years. Um, so basically this whole like line check thing started when... We, me and my cousin, we just wanted to like film like low key spots that no one really goes to eat. And we're like, let's do this. It's kind of fun, like a little side project. And then we were at Bouvan's, the wine bar uh, in Long Beach, and we were just like drinking. And then one of the Psalms there was like, hey, you guys thought about doing a podcast? I'm like, no. Mm. I was like, that's not really my thing. Like, I'm an introvert. Mm. Um, I just want to stay in the kitchen. You know, I don't want to talk to people. That's why I don't work in the front. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, all right. And then he's like, my cousin, he has all the video, he does already video and stuff like that. We have like the whole, he has a studio, and we're like, let's just try it. Mm. And then I had my partner, Sasha, on the podcast, the first episode, and she works in the food industry as well. She's been working for like as long as I have, probably as a, you know, GM, SOM, bartender, all the things. And we just talked about, you know, restaurant hospitality and what it means to be hospitable and service and what our ideas are about giving people an experience. And that's our value. That's like our ethos. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just did that first episode. And then it kind of just took off and we're like, oh, let's hit this person up, see if they want, because I have so many friends from working in the industry for 12 years. And I just like hit everybody up and like, hey, you want to be on the podcast? Talk, we can talk about this. Like, what does it mean to be a chef or like, uh, you know, how has it been working in the service industry or you don't drink anymore, but you still work in the, as a bartender Mm. and you lost 180 pounds and now you're like a fit, uh, freaking fitness guy. Mm. So there's like all these different parameters and people we talked to and then it kind of just took off and then now we we still talk to other uh business owners and all that now that's fun Mm -hmm. how was um you said you're more of like an introvert how has that kind of like how have you been able to manage that um in the beginning was really hard because i don't i'm not a big talker um (laughs) so i'd always have to like hype myself up before every episode like i i would go to bamboo club and take a shot (laughs) and be like all right let's do this get loose a little bit and then as it kept going, I mean, we're into 40 episodes now, and um, now I've come used to it. And now it's more like I'm excited to just dig deep into mm. this person's head and figure out, like, who they are and where they came from and why they started whatever they're doing in the industry. And also pick their brain to help me open my own restaurant one day. So 
it's kind of like, so it's, it's, I'm just trying to remind myself to be curious when I come into a conversation with someone I don't really know. So most of the guests now are people I don't really know anymore. Mm. So I think that's what's interesting about it too. Is it easier for you then to have someone that you don't know versus having someone on that you're like, we're buddies? Um, It just depends on who the person is. You know, they could be like a really high regarded chef in the industry that I've never met. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's a Mm -hmm. legend. And then I'd probably be nervous. Um, But it just depends. Like I had this chef on from Selva, uh, Carlos Guardo. And it's like, I've never met him before. But it's like we've known each other for such a long time. Mm. Oh, that's a good connection. Yeah. You know what's cool that I want to talk about? Just kind of like a podcast to podcast type of thing is how, yeah, you'll have somebody on who you think is going to be, you know, a good talkative person and they just totally shit the bed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Like uh, we've only really, fortunately, I would say 95% of the guests that we have on are wonderful people. But every once in a while, well, I don't have them on anymore. But in the beginning, (laughs) definitely it was like, uh, hey, so where are you from? Long Beach. And then, yeah, and that's nobody, it. <laughs> nobody says shit, just silence. You're yeah. like, God damn it, let's fucking wrap this up. And you know, yeah. like I've even had to do ones where you're not here. And then we've had, that's the worst. And we've had someone shit the bed and I just have to talk to myself for 30 minutes straight. <laughs> and I'm just like, damn, so I'm about to hit the beach. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to take the dog out. And you're just like, it's weird. Yeah. So yeah, podcasting is the shit because everybody has a story. That's awesome that you hit on that because it doesn't matter what it was. We could literally just be talking about shoelaces and there's enough, you could start a shoelace podcast to be like, fuck, tell me about these ones. Tell me about these ones. How'd you get into that? And it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a cool idea, man. I want to hear a little bit more about how you got into food. Um, Talking about shitting the bed. Yeah. (laughs) I've had a lot of those and it's really hard to adjust. You're like, okay, I wasn't ready for this to happen. Yeah. I'm already not a talker. So let's how are we going to do this mm. like on the spot, you know? Um, do you but, usually have like a list of like, hey, this is what uh, I want to talk um, about? In the beginning, I did have yeah. a list. I had a bunch of notes. I'd right. send it to them. And like, these are kind of the things I'm talking about. Now I just free wing, I just mm. wing it all. Yeah, that's the wing best. It, wing it all makes me like think more Yeah. and dig deep into their brain, right. um, which is really good and fun. I um, like that. Oh, what was the last question again? What oh, food, cooking. How did you get into food? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, funny. Um, actually I went to school at a high school. I went to school for music. I really wanted to be a producer. Mm. I was in a couple bands. Um, I was just literally like making music out of my garage, like all the time. That's Big all Filipino I, background too, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I just make music all the time. Um, so that's what I was going to school for. And then my parents were like, you need a job. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just want to make music and go to school. And then you know, my parents were strict. So they're like, no, you need a job. <laughs> you need to work full time and go to school full time. I was like, what? That's insane. <laughs> um, so I got a job. Um, actually I did interning for like all these random things because in 2010, that was when the recession happened. So all the older people were taking a lot of like food service jobs. Um, so it was really hard for me to find a job with no experience. So I was doing like nursing accounting as for free mm. um for like six months that's and just then not like, a job and then day daycare for kids yeah <laughs> like just helping out as an assistant yeah. uh-huh. so i can have a resume mm. so then when i finally had a free resume of stuff i did for free <laughs> um i gave it i went to this place called supermax it's like a mexican oh food yeah chain. shout out to supermax yeah um went there applied as a dishwasher um got the job because I had a resume and then 
kind of just took off from there. I was dishwasher, lasted like three months, and then they're like, oh, you're really fast. And then so I went into the kitchen, started cooking, and then it was kind of like a sport to me. I played sports in high school. Mm-hmm. I did track football, um, soccer, and yeah. Um, yeah and Where'd you go that. to high school? Went to Los Alamitos High School. Okay. Yeah, Not local. in Long Beach, that's local. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was fun for me. It was like a sport. You have the tickets coming out. You have to try and beat the tickets as yeah. fast as you can. <laughs> And then uh, I kind of stayed there for a really long time, worked my way up to kitchen manager. Um, And then after that, I kind of, my friend hit me up and he worked in the service industry too as a chef. And he worked like in Portland where a lot of good restaurants are at. He worked in San Francisco and he was, it was more fine dining. And that like process in my head did not exist for me. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm just like cooking, but I never thought about doing it as a real job. And then that's where it kind of hit me. It's like, wow, this is fun. I can do this for like a real job. This like, and take it seriously. And if I really want to learn to like cook legit food, like I need to like go other, work at other restaurants. Mm. So then he's like, hey, come work with me. I'm going to open up this spot. And I worked with him and I really learned how to like use a real knife, <laughs> like my own knife. Like I didn't have my own knife because we had like a knives that would come in from like a company and they'd, they'd be sharp already. So it's like, this is my knife. Take care of your knife. I got you working your craft now. Yeah, yeah. And then I just like learned everything from scratch, even though I already like knew, I knew how to move in a kitchen, like move fast from Supermax. So then I went to another place and there's more about learning your knife skills and how tickets work and how the chef calls out as an expo and like all that other stuff. So that was really cool. And I got really good, really fast. Then I went to another place in Long Beach called James Republic, where it was a farm-to-table restaurant. It does not exist anymore. It was uh, part of the Marriott. Mm. And uh, I went there, and also, again, I got better. <laughs> really into cooking. And- I-, I like how you talked about the tickets are like a sport, because I have very limited food service industry. I guess I could tell that story in a second. But <laughs> I, you can tell I didn't last long, because it's not a, I'm very athletic. I love sports. It's You can't win. The fucking tickets just come and come mm. and come and come. And I'm like, no, fuck this. This is too much. You this is you can have this. I can't do it. Because it was like a pizza spot on Super Bowl Sunday. And oh, it's just shit. one of those things where like it was just too much. We need yeah. like three ovens. This isn't working. And people are just sweating. And it's gross. And yeah. I'm cool. That was <laughs> just wasn't for me. I went and like started training dogs the next week and like, you <laughs> that know, made that. And that's how I paid for college was just like through dog stuff. Yeah. But yeah. And then six months on a resume, dude, you could have went to Google Docs and I could have had you a resume yeah. in an hour with her name, my name. And then they call <laughs> do and they like, ever call, you know, the, you know, how you put down like the references, like, do they recall those? I've had my buddy. Yeah. Really? Actually call me. Yeah. Oh, and I had no. to be like, hey, he's a fucking awesome guy. Like, he's, he's the greatest guy ever. Like, I've never had, like I've never had that happen. Reeves, mm-hmm. Reeves had me, but he was doing like a military job. Like it was some oh. cyber security thing. It's oh, kind of yeah, funny. Well, that's that different. One, yeah. He yeah. lied on his resume for a cyber security job. And then, yeah, they called me and it was like a 10 minute conversation Damn. that we had to have. But yeah, I don't know. You had anyone call anybody? Uh, no. No. Yeah. Unless they like know each other. Like, oh, I know that other restaurant you worked at. Mm. It's like, is this guy legit? But if they don't know who the or the restaurant or the owner is or chef, then, yeah. then you should just say it's in a different state than home. Like, oh, I was in Oklahoma. I was the number one guy in Oklahoma. <laughs> just make it up. Yeah. yeah. Come That's up funny. with a little title. Yeah. That's what I would do. As far as your kind of like cultural background, are your parents from the Philippines? or um, So American? my mom is Filipino, um, full Filipino, and then my dad is white i'm white if you can't see my face (laughs) um and my mom is the only one out of uh, seven children that wasn't born in the philippines 
So oh. she was born here in the States and then everyone else was an immigrant. That's so my grandma uh, immigrated here on a boat for, I believe, a, like two months with six kids Can from the Philippines God. Uh, in the like 19... 19- 68, I think. Yeah, those kids wouldn't have made it with me. They'd have been like, hey, are you guys, we're yeah. going like, to pull straws. Two of you get to come. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Like, good luck. That's, That's crazy, wild. though. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I live with my whole side, my Filipino side. Um, cause my parents are divorced. So growing up, I was just around my Filipino family, mm-hmm. you know, uh, eating Filipino food, my mm. grandma cooking for me, um, my mom cooking for me. So. What's your favorite Filipino food? Mm. You know what? To be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of Filipino food. Oh. Yeah, I know it's a hot take. Um, it just, um, I grew up eating it, but it's so bad for you mm. and salty and sweet. That's the best that it, part. It makes me feel like shit. <laughs> that, but I, if I would have to say, it would probably be a synagogue, like a beef synagogue, which is okay. a sour soup. Oh. So it's tamarind sour soup and they put a bunch of vegetables in there. And then braise like a like a, a beef neck or something like that. I'm with that. It's really bomb. Mm-hmm. We'll have to try that. It's yeah. good on a rainy day, which mm-hmm. we've been having a lot of. Yeah. I know. So yeah. I spent a lot of my childhood in Vegas. A lot of Filipinos, obviously, out there. And my favorite thing is always being like the biggest kid there. <laughs> and then just having three, four portions. Like, you know what I mean? Just always just shoved in my face. Or when we do Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. And it's just always so much food to where I do make it a challenge. Like you say, the tickets are never ending. The yeah. plates never end mm-hmm. with me. I'm like, mm-hmm. I will win. I can't win. It just doesn't win. Yeah. We're in Sweden. I can win. I can yeah. eat all the meatballs. We see it's And empty. you'll leave hung- like still being yeah, hungry. Yeah, and I'm like hungry. But no, at a Filipino household, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like there's just too much going on. I love it. Shout out. Yeah, I remember when I went to the Philippines uh, to visit my uncle, and then I went to go visit another uncle on an island, and then it was like a housewarming gift, and they're like, oh, they're here. So they decked out a whole table of food, like a mm-hmm. long table of food, just for me and my uncle. <laughs> so we had a whole suckling pig, which is a small pig. A whole pig. Wow. A whole pig. We had like fish, we had fruit, <gasps> we had a shitload of rice, we had Damn. soup, and my uncle's like, you have to eat the whole pig. I was like, what? And he was messing he's around. He's fucking with me. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's the thing, too, is when, like, we started dating, you were always like, it's rude to leave food on the table, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, Because I was rude. always, when I was younger, too, I was always told, think about the kids in Africa, because <laughs> it's like, if you don't eat, but, but they don't have any food, but I'm like, how is my, you know, whatever. It didn't make sense. But that's, like, kind of how I grew up, of, like, I, I finish what I have on my plate. Um, and also, like, the portions in Sweden are a lot smaller than they are here. So it's like, if you don't finish that, it's kind of weird, like... And I usually just serve myself. So it's like, whatever you serve yourself, finish it. If you didn't want that mm-hmm. much, you should not have put that much on your own plate. Yeah. So I usually always just finish And my then food. you have my household, just like a black just barbecue. And you're like, good luck finishing all that chicken. Yeah. Good luck yeah. eating that brisket. Like, yeah. there's a, those are three pigs right there. You're not going to finish them all. That so you just figure it out, right? Yeah. But so like when we eat at her house, you guys are like licking the plate clean. And then I see myself, but no one said anything. But if they would, I would just be like, hey, I didn't realize we were poor around here. Like buy more food i don't know what to tell you but your parents are doing fine it's all good but at my house no eat until you're hungry because we have we always have leftovers yeah right so that's the best part dude starting your podcast and just kind of getting as far as a developing as a digital creator right how have you stayed consistent um grinding Mm -hmm. (laughs) because uh i work full-time in the kitchen Mm. uh, a full-time job from monday through friday and then I do the podcast. And then while I was doing the podcast, when we first started, 
I actually have an events company called Got Your Back, and we do uh, backyard uh, dinners, and then we also do backyard parties. That's mm. cool. Um, with like three food vendors, a DJ, a couple art vendors, and it's just like open to the public. So we had like 200 people wow. like once a month. So I'd always be planning that with my girlfriend and then doing the podcast. Mm. So basically I'm not off any days really. I'm working every single day. Is that more of your personality? Like you've just naturally always been driven? Yeah, I'm super driven. Um, and I think once we started to see good feedback from a lot of people, um, it kind of made me more hungry to keep doing it. And for a while, I got burnt out from doing so many things that I told Zarek, my cousin, that does all the editing and filming. I was like, I'm like, let's take a break. Mm. I'm like, I'm getting tired, you know, talking to people. <laughs> yeah. So, and then he was like, no, we need to keep doing this. It's getting too much traction. He's like, once we stop, then like, uh, it's going to be hard to get it back. Uh -huh. So I was like, fuck it. All right. Mm. Let's just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think ever since I said keep doing it, um, it's been actually much more rewarding now. And trying to create a balance of life I think that's the most important part for me right now so I, I left my job which is actually next week mm. um, to pursue line check podcast and then also do more private chefing and oh. events and all that that's lit dude so you put in a two-week notice I put a two-month notice, oh, two wow. notice. That's because nice. I'm loyal you must like the people you're <laughs> working oh, with I've been huh? working there for four years oh that's mm. nice yeah uh, I've never, and you're always like that too. No, my last day, it's, uh, you guys won't There's know There's only until. been one time where I actually just texted the girl and I was like, hey, I'm not coming in. And that was it. Like, I'm like, I'm not coming in next week. Bye. Yeah. Uh, all the other times I've given them a two week notice. Do you remember the last lady I quit from? And she was like, you're fucking me right in the ass. Yeah. Right oh my now. gosh. You went crazy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is why I don't work for you anymore. Yeah. Cause like you're crazy. She was crazy. Yeah. She was legit. Like, that's funny. Yeah. I remember that. We should find that text. Yeah. And send her. I, I should ask her how she's doing. I've done <laughs> that before too at another place yeah, yeah and i was just like i walked in i was like i can't do this anymore mm. i'm leaving yeah and i just told him i'm like you're a horrible chef uh you're you're not a leader can't follow you mm. this is not the place i want to be in this is toxic how'd they react they didn't say anything <laughs> that's how that's how much i told them off oh, yeah no. but i was like this is my last day like i'm not working for you yeah I mean, the restaurant industry, though, too, and like chefing and things like that, it gets aggressive, right? Because mm -hmm. that's the thing is I'm not – help me explain my energies. I'm not necessarily an alpha, but like I'm really good at You want good leadership. Yeah. I'll let you lead, but you better fucking know what's going mm -hmm. on and you better have the time to explain it. I'm not a cook, but I'm confident that you are, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is what you're doing. So I'm totally cool if you tell me, hey – I need these tomatoes moved from this side of the room to the other room. I go, Ventures got that. I've moved mm -hmm. tomatoes before. Yes. Like, I'm not the guy that's like, I should be in charge of this fucking restaurant. Like, that's yeah. not me. Yeah. But like, also, you do have to know who you're speaking to. Like, if you want to get down, like, if you're talking crazy to me, I'm like, we, you know, there's a bit of a weight difference here mm -hmm. right now. Like, you're going into that window if that's the case right now. So how do you guys deal with that? Like, res how does respect even go with a restaurant? Um, it's interesting because... I actually had this chef from the UK on the podcast. Uh, he you was, had Gordon Ramsay on no, the podcast? Yeah, he was talking about how uh, toxic culture is not safe. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it, it's crazy because uh, it depends on the environment that you're in. So the restaurant that I was working where I quit, it was a coffee shop with like eight covers a night, which is nothing. Mm -hmm. And 
the way to be like a what chef. What is a cover? I'm sorry. Cover is the amount of guests that come in. So that's okay. eight eight people. Eight people oh, for dinner. I oh. thought it was like eight people that were working. No, and no, I was no, like, no, oh, no. that's kind of a I, lot. I thought for... it was like a series. Like you got like four cover. Like I uh, go ahead, yeah, got yeah. you. I like it. So it, it's not crazy. So there's right. no need to stress. Yeah. So um, that chef was being crazy for no reason. Mm. It's like we have everything we need. You're just being crazy because we're not getting people in the door right now. So that's not my fault. That's mm. not your fault. That's just the way it is because we just opened. So that's a reason why not to be like that to your employees because they're not going to respect you. Mm-hmm. Um, so the chef that was from the UK, he gave me this idea that he he's the top. So here's like the, it's called a French brigade. So you're at the top of the triangle as the head chef. Then you have the CDCs below you, which is a chef de cuisine who do everything that the chef does just all the time mm. and then the chef doesn't really have to do those things and then you have sous chefs that basically do everything that the cdc tells them to do and also bullies not bullies <laughs> like i say that <laughs> uh tells the line cooks what to do so okay. you have the line cooks chef uh cook one two and three and so it goes down like the system and like kind of like coach assistant coach you know exactly yeah and then the players yeah exactly okay, gotcha and then dishwasher at the very bottom <laughs> um, that's like equipment yeah. manager okay <laughs> so he basically flipped the tri- triangle upside down oh. where he's at the bottom and he's basically telling me that in order to lead people, you need to nurture them, give them the tools to succeed. So he's basically like a tree giving off all his branches. Mm. So he's giving ownership to all the people at the top and it makes them happier to do what they're doing and mm. want to be successful in what they're doing. I like that a lot. That's perfect. I've been on that for a while now as far as like as our business grows, as things do. Like I work in finance. So as we're planning on opening up an office within the next year or two and you go, yeah, once you start hiring people and developing as an entrepreneur, they don't work for you. You work for them. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is what you're doing. But at the end of the day, hey, that lady, she's got a daughter, you know, like you got to make sure that that fucking daughter doesn't go hungry. She's depending on this business right now for her livelihood. You work for her, right? Mm -hmm. If you flip it into that culture, it makes sense outside of restaurants. Mm -hmm. I just also understand that like things do get heated in the restaurant. I'm never going to have a hundred people coming into my finance office. Like help me with my taxes. (laughs) Help me with this. Cause if that happened, yeah, but I do get like shit's heated. They expect their food. So there is like what is the balance that you've seen between like, yeah, I do have to be assertive and as a leader and you need to be able to hear me and we need organization and I'm the guy to get it there. And then, all right, well, now you're just being an asshole. Like, what mm-hmm. is that kind of? Um, so I was an asshole when I was a chef at a different place before. And then I learned not to be at the place I work now. Mm. And everyone, this is the first restaurant I ever worked at where no one yells at each other. Cool. It's because everyone treats each other as equals. Mm. We're all down to help each other. Usually in a restaurant, you work a station. That's your station. You take care of it. No one else is there to help you if you're in the weeds, which is basically you're falling behind Mm. during a shift. So no one's in the weeds. Everyone's got your back. We always say that before service, got your back. Um, So I think it's just about being on the same level as everybody else and helping each other out that no matter what, no matter how crazy it gets, that everyone's just going to be down to help each other out. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's cool. So, and I thought that every chef owned the restaurant. That's just like my naive mm-hmm. thing. So I guess it's it varies, right? So some chefs will own like a prestigious restaurant, yeah. but there are also like chefs that are just hired in to like what you do right mm-hmm. now because you don't own the spot. But yeah. eventually you will. So that's yeah. that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. What's your favorite food? 
Um, I love Mexican food. Mm. That's a good yeah. pick. And I love uh, Thai and Vietnamese. I love Thai food. But you're like, oh, the Filipino food is too unhealthy, so let's go Mexican. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's the logic there? I love Mexican food. Um, I mean, growing up in California, you know, yeah. Southern California, as a, mm-hmm. a surfer, like I, Mexican food was like the thing I wanted to eat after I surfed. Mm. Yeah. You eat a breakfast burrito and or fish tacos. There you go. Mm-hmm. I could just go burgers and Mexican food, like a burrito or tacos, just for the rest of my life. I'm like... Obviously, I'd get fat and die of a heart attack, but I would be content. Like, that would be cool. Do you ever get tired of anything, or could you honestly just go all day? Like, how does your palate work versus, like, the average guy? I'm below average. My palate is, like, as long as it's food, whatever. Honestly, people think chefs have, like, eat incredible food all the time, but we Honestly, we all eat like shit. Yeah. It's like a mechanic whose car runs like shit, but he's busy fixing everybody else's Yeah, all exactly. Day. Like, I, I love In-N-Out. That's mm. my favorite. I probably go there once a week. Yeah. I could go there twice a week. If really? I you go to, to In-N-Out yeah. once a week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good life. I like that. That's nice. Um, yeah. I mean, we all eat like shit. Like, I honestly, you want to know what I ate last night yeah. when I got home after work, which is like 11.30 p.m. Um, I had a hot dog. <laughs> on a wheat bread with ketchup. <laughs> Ew. And I put the hot dog in the microwave. Yeah. Because I didn't feel like cooking it. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds pretty good, though. Not going to lie. That, that's a fun. I would eat it that. was just the pit in my stomach <laughs> for like happiness. I hope you start adding that to your show because I want to hear now. Like, well, hold on. You're fantastic. This. What did you, what'd you eat last yeah. night? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hot dog on wheat bread. That's I want a hot yeah. dog now. I mean, I had a friend. He told me he likes to eat ramen, like top ramen noodles after work. Mm-mm. It's just because we're cooking food for yeah. so many people and we put so much love into it that when we get home, we don't want to give any love that, to ourselves. That's a bullshit <laughs> excuse. Don't don't give me that. I, I, I That's false. I don't believe that one. Um, but I, 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 I do love eating food, like uh-huh. going to restaurants. That's mm-hmm. something that I really like to do with my partner. We always go out to like one of the top restaurants that we want to like eat at. And it's kind of like R and Ding. Yeah, that's research. And then, and then also just having a good time. Yeah. You know, especially if we want to open a restaurant, we want to like, how's the ambiance? How's the experience? How's the service? How's the food? What did you like about it? What didn't you like about mm. it? There's so many things, and it's it's just fun to eat out and have a good time. And we find like really good restaurants that we love, and then we find really good restaurants that we don't love. Mm. <laughs> you do you like back. trying yeah. new things, or do you stick to kind of like, oh, I'll oh, have they're a pad always, time. they're always the new things yeah. yeah are you in a relationship you said yes girlfriend, uh right? two years oh, congrats. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. did you like cook for her right out the gate or do you keep that on wraps um, or like how do you is that like a hush hush thing or like i said i don't have a work-life balance so <laughs> mm. me cooking is not really existent yeah that's crazy <laughs> yeah, she hates me for it yeah <laughs> um but i cook breakfast okay you know i mean breakfast is easy so you make eggs or what yeah i make eggs um like sweet potatoes like, I don't know, dips and stuff. Breakfast is like the most... I you should start breakfast. doing sweet potatoes in the morning. I I'll, love I'll, sweet right, potatoes. I'll sweet, but like if he threw some like dinner shit out, I'm just... it's I'm out to lunch on like... Ugh. I can make breakfast. That's about it. Yeah. Like French toast, pancakes. But other than that, like maybe a burrito like yeah. that's about it but so so she'd have to hire you as a private chef <laughs> figure out what dinner. your rate is I, and then be like all right well now you're working well, I, I cooked at um on new year's eve because we stayed inside so i cooked like a steak dinner oh nice that's i nice. don't remember what i cooked but yeah um yeah she's begging me to cook so once i'm like done working full-time at my current job 
I will have more time mm. to cook at home. Okay, so yeah. in this transitionary phase, it's really cool that you're literally, you said you're in your last week or last day? Yeah, la- next week last will be week. my last we week. We love yeah. people who are in the process yeah. right now. That's the main pretty much point of this show is like, hey, I don't want to hear from, I want to hear from like a coffee, a lady, you talked about a coffee shop running in her first year of her business. I don't want to hear about the CEO of Starbucks from 30 years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah, we were in the mud. Like, no, you're fucking yeah. Starbucks. Just shut up. This, so, this Manjet just opened uh, like maybe five months ago. I don't yeah. know, like six months ago. They're right here in Long Beach. Okay. Uh, all female owned. I'm Where in Long Beach is it? It's on Loma and Anaheim. Okay. Yeah. They're a bistro mm. coffee shop. That's cool. nice. Yeah, really check good coffee. That out. Okay. So as you're in that transitionary f- period right now, what is your kind of main plan as far as building like a private chef? I don't know anything about that. How does one go? I'm good at cooking. Let's find people to cook for with, and I don't have a restaurant right now. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Uh, it's all about connections, first of all, which I have quite a few of, or awesome. not a few, but lots. Um, so I'm mostly doing pop-ups, um, which could be like at a brewery. It could be at a coffee shop. Could it be someone's house? Could be at a show. Um, could be in a parking lot, uh, could be at the farmer's market. So that's all like me just cooking for the public. And then private chefing could just be word of mouth. Um, we've got like people that want to do, we did a couple weddings and then I think people see through Instagram. It's Instagram's like really big. Mm. You have to like newsflash, show, show photos, <laughs> yeah. uh, make a reel. And once people see the food, they're like, wow, that looks super fun, looks mm-hmm. exciting. Like, I want to, how do I get a hold of this person to do like a private dinner or something like that? So we've done, um, what's it called? When you proposal dinner, we did a proposal dinner. Oh, that's lit. And we did uh, lots of other stuff. Um, so yeah, it's just all about just keep it going and then post pictures and then everyone sees them and they're like, oh, whoa, that's cool. Like, I want to get this person for that. Okay, and then they just reach out and you yeah. kind of like vet it and you're like, yeah, that's what we want to do. Let's mm-hmm. do it. And you just repeat, yeah. rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. I like that. What type of food do you usually cook? Um, I, it's, I'm trying to like figure it out, but not really. I think I got it. Like if I open a restaurant, like I'm obviously, I call it um, Filipino, Filipino flavors with a coastal, um, California coastal hmm. like cuisine. Oh, fun. So it's, I, I like to use a lot of Filipino ingredients and then just make food that like I grew up eating. Because like mm. L.A. is so big and there's so many different cultures and cuisines out here that like there's access to all of it. So mm. I, I love like, um, what's it called? Like a, I'm blanking out right now. But it's like a Vietnamese cold um, noodle mm. dish. So with vermicelli noodles. So I like doing like a play on that. Or um, I do a whole fish and I fry it and then I make a salsa verde, uh, nok chum. Mm. And nok chum is a fish sauce, like a sweet fish sauce. Mm. And then I blitz that in with like all the ingredients I go into like a salsa verde. So it's like fresh, herbaceous and funky from the fish sauce. Mm. So I like doing like different plays on the stuff I love to eat. So would you say most chefs... I mean, it makes sense, but I just never think about it. Have to use sort of their background and put it into, like you're talking about Filipino background with a coastal vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're a guy from China in, you know, mainland, you're like, yeah, here's the Chinese food, you know, that I'm from. Let's bring it now to the people. Do you ever see the flip side of maybe somebody that's like from Sweden and then they're like, oh, we do barbecue. We do <laughs> Southern barbecue. And you're like, all right, cool. I mean, I think it's cool because there's different 
ways to make food um, in your like experience. And I'm trying to think of like a place that does that really well. Um, Cause there is a, there's a barbecue place in I think Highland Park called Moose Craft Barbecue. Mm. And uh, they make, they're Mexican, but they do like Mexican barbecue. Oh. Yeah. Like uh, Texas style barbecue. Mm. Okay. So it, it's just cool to see like, oh, this is my heritage, but I learned how to make Texas or Texas style barbecue in Texas. Mm. And then I came back to California and then my roots are in Mexican food, but I'm now doing it in this style of Texas barbecue. Mm. That would be the perfect meal, like half barbecue, half Mexican food. You would love that, huh? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, man. Hey, as we kind of start to land this plane a little bit, how's your uh, first experience with Natural Thoughts and Talks been? Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's super fun. You guys are easy to talk to. I'm not uh, freaking out. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we appreci- not shaking. Yeah, not shaking. <laughs> we appreciate you for coming out and obviously bringing your, your partner over here, your mm-hmm man and crying you've been quiet over there man not a not a sneeze or anything not a fart anything it's robin yeah dude's in the shadows i like Mm -hmm. it uh i'm gonna have to probably chat you up because we're in phase one obviously working phase two of getting some camera equipment I made the commitment a couple years ago. I was like, hey, I'm not going to invest in any sort of cameras or lighting until we do 100 episodes. This is, I mean, shit, we're on like 140 now. But as far as like the episodes that we do, I think 99 is probably coming out tomorrow. So it's about time to now, we've figured out kind of what we want to do, what we want to showcase, and it's just time to blow it up, right? So it'll be fun. I'm not in a hurry to do anything. Mm -hmm. You can see how my personality is. (laughs) It's very like, it'll happen when it happens, right? But very disciplined, obviously, and the stuff that you got to do. So we like to ask one final question to all our guests that come out and who are maybe like, as we grow this show, two to three people that you know, hopefully in Southern California, they don't have to be, that could be in the food industry, Mm -hmm. that could be small business owners, just anybody with a great spirit that you kind of have that stamp of approval that you'd like to see come on and sit in the same seat as you. Um, First person I thought of was my friend Ashley Morrissey. Oh, perfect. Uh, She runs a vintage store Mm. called OK OK Vintage. I want all girls. Give me girls. I've heard of that store, actually. OK OK Vintage. Okay, bet. Um, and she's located inside another vintage store called Casa Deluxe on 4th Street. Mm. But okay. she, she does like all her camera work and posts. She has like an online store and all that. But she's actually like a bartender. And then she, this is her like, she wants to pursue this. Mm. So she's really passionate she's about doing what a she lot. does. You know what I mean? She's doing the same thing I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so she's really fun to talk to. Um, she's awesome. And I'm actually going to, I don't know, I'm going to collab with something on with her. With oh, like a, some merch. So. Exciting. Almost, that's all I'll say right oh, I was now. like, how is food in a vintage? Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I was like, because yeah. at first I was like, how is yeah. that going to work? That's yeah. fun. That's exciting. Yeah, Come that's... in, eat, and then buy some stuff. But yeah, yeah, you yeah. get the Collab merch. shirt. That makes yeah. sense. That's cool. Anybody else that comes in? Um, let's see. Hmm. Um, I'd say the people of Manjet. Yeah, oh, that's a good shot. Alicia um, and Marie. Uh, Marie is from France. Oh, Alicia's from the Midwest, and they both own the Bouvons, the wine shop, and then the the Bistro. Oh, awesome! Cafe, yeah. yeah. I want to hear too about sort of as you guys grow your show. How? What is the difference between your initial thoughts for like having guests on, getting people? Because I thought it was like, how the fuck are we even gonna get anybody? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That like we know that's the initial thought, and then now that we're on the other side of that, of you just 
we have asses and seats coming in, you know, on mm-hmm. a weekly basis and it's great. What is your experience been with that? Like sort of the shift that you made of, Hey, you got to reach out to people or you got to like with you, it's just, you got to talk apparently oh, over yeah. here an alcoholic yeah. before every podcast. <laughs> but like, how does that work? Um, I think it's just finding people that are interesting that you see on the internet or mm-hmm. Instagram. You're just like, Oh, this person seems like they'd be really cool to talk to. Like I did a podcast with, it hasn't come out yet, but uh, her name is Sad Girl Creamery mm. and she's all about mental health and she started making ice cream because uh, people, what do the girls or guys do when they're sad? They eat ice cream. Ice cream. Mm-hmm. So it, I thought that was really inspiring to like talk to her about, you know, her goals and plans and all that. So I think it just depends like people that are on a path that are creating their own path. Mm. And I think that's that's something, you know. Are you, have you connected? I don't know. Maybe you've done an episode. I didn't look as deep with the Bex from Let's Yoke about it. Mm-mm. Uh, have you been to Let's Yoke about it? The I brunch spot? The I know exactly. Second. It's right next to Colossus. It's fucking lit, bro. Yeah. You got to go check it out. Yeah. They have a pretty good, good breakfast burrito. She's got a really cool story. I think mm-hmm. if you'd be open to maybe looking into having her on, she um, is an orphan and oh, like wow. came up, you know, like out of the gutter and came on and just absolutely has this positivity yeah. that you She's can amazing. tell why that's one of the premier like brunch spots in the area mm. because you meet her and then you go in and you're like oh no i feel you yeah. in here mm-hmm. without you being in here and it's just really cool it should be dope to hear like a little bit more and i know you guys have the cameras and bigger projection and things are going great but that'd be cool that's who yeah. i would recommend yeah, it yeah, is. That's to, awesome. we'll to think about that but hey brother thanks for coming on yeah. this has been natural thoughts and talks hope you guys had a great episode i know we did we'll catch you guys later bye bye, bye.